All right, Q and A, episode five, number five, and we're here with it's a special round guest. Five. Round five. We've got a special guest today. Who? Ty Bones is here with us on oh. episode five. Hey, I want I want you guys to know how honored I am that you invited me to be on your podcast today. This is this has been a dream come true, and I'm I just want I'm super thankful. Actually, we didn't invite your ass. You just sat down. Yeah, I just showed up early, up. and we didn't ex- we weren't expecting him. Actually, it was kind actually, of awkward when he walked in. I could I could have written a hundred ways this story played out. Not a one of them would have included you showing up early. <laughs> Oh, man. That's why we love having you here. So much better time. Yes, sir. All right. Question number one. You guys know how this works. Uh, first few weeks, they were all about football. Thankfully, the, the last last week and start in this one today is not as much about football, thankfully. Mm. But question number one is, and the question number one is just for me for Darren, but the last three, Tyler, you can answer as well. So multiple people, like a bunch of people, said – or had some sort of variation, Darren, of would you ever come back to coach the Cowboys secondary? Hell to the no. <laughs> look, I, 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 you, you can look at certain like, people and say that they're built to coach. right? I mean, there's certain people like Ty. I can look at Ty and say, Ty's built to coach. He could be a coach. For sure. That's, that's how he's built. Like he, he takes in information. He doesn't mind taking the time to, to, to walk through things and then – you know, can process and push it back out. I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy that I'm okay when I'm on the field with you and I can have conversations or during practice or whatnot or sitting in a meeting room. I, I mean, I get those type of things. But to sit there and go through hours and hours of breaking down film and and then being you know, waking up at Ty, what are they getting at? Four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. They don't Coach leave until gets there at like three. Eleven thirty. Yeah, it's it's an all day affair, and there's zero job security. So you describe it like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not built to coach you. Too. <laughs> I'm out. But as far as the day in, I think you're you're good at. I mean, uh, it's processing all that. But I think for me, it would be like the job security. You're beholden to the head coach. The head coach loses his job, and then mm-hmm. where are you? And now you have your four, three, four, five kids, or whatever, and now you have to pull them out of school, go on to the next city. Next, I just, I, I've watched Mike Zimmer go through this, and Zimmer being a great friend now with the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, but I've seen him age over three or four years. That just, yeah. you know, it was just tough, man. It's tough on the body, tough mentally. You have to really, really love the game and every aspect about it. Like, Ben, I think how you love this podcast, like, it's like, okay, like, the hard stuff I don't mind doing. Like, you've got to be the same way with football. And that was, personally for me, people were like, oh, you should coach. You should totally – because I was the same on the field. Like, I loved coaching the younger guys, getting them, bringing along. And I made it – my wife and I, we were very clear. Like, that is not the quality of life that we want for our family and specifically our kids. Because it's tough, man. Yep. It's it's tough being a wife of a player. It's a thousand times worse being yeah. a coach's wife. Yeah. yeah, I have a bunch of friends. That, they're not NFL coaches, but high school coaches and even at that level. Even harder, to it's, be honest with you. I feel like NFL yeah. coaches have a it little bit more toll. freedom. Yeah, yeah. college coaches, you got to recruit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple buddies that coach in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. So. So no. Yeah, I think the genesis Darren, of the yeah. No, yeah. Uh-uh. Ain't I think the genesis is people are just so tired and frustrated with with the secondary for the last 
15, 20 years. They're, yeah, but I didn't. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, to, I don't know if I'd make improve. much of a change. They fire my ass too. You'd be upset with me. Yeah. All right, I want y'all to like me still. Yeah. <laughs> question two, both of you guys can answer. What was your most quote unquote inspirational moment during or after football? Mo- during, okay. Uh, so like, well, yeah. Look, in your playing days and post football, what I, I would say the most inspirational moment for me was my first Super Bowl, and I've told the story on the show before. It was uh, after the Super Bowl third, uh, after Super Bowl twenty seven in Pasadena, winning the Super Bowl. I was twenty two years old, and I watched grown men that had been in the league for so many years: Bill Bates, Mark Two, and a like emotionally cry after winning that game, and I couldn't understand understand why. They were that emotional. And it took uh, Bucky. I don't know if you know. You remember Bucky, but Buck. Big, Big Buck. Oh, Bucky's dad. dad. Oh, yeah. Who was there with Coach Landry when they first started up in the 60s and 70s. He took him to walk over to me and say, hey, you understand why they're so emotional? Why they're not just sit up here celebrating and having a great time? And I was like, no, nah, don't understand. I had to, well, I'm having a champagne <laughs> bottle in my hand. He said, man, they've been through – watching their idol and Coach Landry get fired. They've gone through 1-15. They've gone through the transitions of watching. And he's telling me this in the locker room after the game, after the Super Bowl. They've watched you know, Jimmy cut 90% of their friends and guys they've been around for the longest time. And here they are, 12 years in the league, and they finally reached the pinnacle. That was, to me, like – one of the moments that I'll, I will never forget that conversation with Big Buck because it just, it meant a lot. And he's coming from a position of an equipment manager having this conversation with me. That's good. Yeah. Tyler, can just a moment think. Yeah, and, and I shared mine as well, but uh, it was my, my first NFL game, uh, September 11th, 2011, uh, mm. in Chicago. Uh, it was the first game that I was going to play, and, you know, it was the 10-year anniversary uh, of of nine eleven, so they did this this huge deal, big flyover, flag across the field. Um, but the moment was is I was holding the flag, and I you know I looked to my right, looked to my left, you know, see the Brian Urlachers, the Matt mm-hmm. Fortes, the Cutlers, the Julius Peppers, the Lance Briggs, Charles Tillman, those guys literally standing right next to me. But the most impactful was I looked at them, and then I turned around. And Tiffany was sitting in the crowd, pregnant with our first, mm. Mm. and just kind of the journey that had been um, that had that had taken place to get to that point, and the fact that she could be there, seven months pregnant with our first child, um, for my first NFL game, mm. that and like awesome. that was that's amazing. That, and, and that's that emotion, right? Mm. That's yeah. that was up to that point. I'd never cried because I didn't. And then I had kids and I cry all the time now, yeah, but, I hear you. I but, hear you. but that was like, the, I really like emotional, emotional, emotional you before know, that game. You said that something about, you know, that moment. Cause I remember when nine 11 happened and you know, we were in regular season playing mm-hmm. and we missed a week and things were really, the country was going through it, man. And I remember the first game of playing and the emotions that came from when they, you know, played the national anthem, man. It was just, oh. Yeah. And George Teague ran out with the flag, man. Yeah. It, it was a different deal. Yeah. That was awesome. Mine's, mine's not near as good as those. It's way more personal. Uh, my most inspirational moment 
was 2012, my pro day, and it was five months after my knee surgery, yeah. full yeah. reconstruction, ACL surgery. No way I should have been out there on that field. And was able to run a 40, was able to run routes, didn't do any other tests just because you don't want to put bad numbers out yeah. there. Um, but I just remember leaving that field being so proud mm-hmm. of just the months of pain and hard work and, I mean, hours of effort and intensity to get to that moment. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you guys know the story, it didn't end up the way I wanted it to end up, but it proved to me that things are just a matter of time mm-hmm. and a matter of effort. And it proved to me that I could do anything if I stick my mind to mm-hmm. it. Again, the result wasn't right. what I wanted, but I was able to get myself in a position that, nobody, that everybody said I couldn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And a timetable that nobody thought was possible. And that's been the catalyst for me. That was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, not 10 years ago. Almost 10 years, nine years ago. Goodness gracious. But that's been the catalyst for everything I do now. I take that same mentality and I take that same effort of an obsession, really, mm-hmm. of this is how I'm going to attack it mm-hmm. and I can do it. Right. But it's not about yeah. me. This is about you, Darren. <laughs> Question three, this is just for Darren. And then question four, Tyler, uh, we all can answer. But question three is from Scott Cockcroft. What was the first business post-NFL you joined or bought? Did you exit or do you still own it? What types of businesses do you own now? Why did you get into these businesses? What made them appealing to you? So a lot of questions in one, but the genesis is, what what business are you in? Uh, What was your first one? Well, first business... Man, well, I've always been an investor in real estate, specifically development. So even when I, in my, during my playing days, I was personally investing in some real estate deals. Um, I would say the first business that actually put a little sweat equity into was a, a group called Fanprint, in which I, I was a mentor of a, a group that was a a uh, how would I say this? They were. Uh, within a fund, they were within this incubator here locally. And the guy who was the CEO uh, asked me to come on, be a mentor, be an advisor. And I got to know the company. And then I started making connections. And then it, it became more of like I was a part of the business, I became an equity holder in the business. And uh, that was the first one. And then the company's still going, you know. To this day, still going. Could have exited a couple times, but they didn't. They might so, have made this T-shirt that I'm wearing today. No, they didn't. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> that trash, not anyway. <laughs> Way better than that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're an online um, company that that still sell, sells apparel and still doing pretty good. Right on. And uh, I guess did you or what business are you part of now? Uh, two businesses. Well, I'm a partner in a commercial, in a uh, commercial real estate company called ESRP, which is located here in Dallas, Texas at the star, the headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I am a, the founder of a company called Counterfind, in which we eliminate counterfeit merchandise on social media platforms. So those are the two businesses. Uh, had my ups and downs, have gotten my, my teeth kicked in, have had some losses, have had some wins. Uh, still motivated, man. I'm just, I'm all the way in on those two businesses and, and continue to grow them. That's awesome. 
the commercial real estate makes sense since you said you've been investing in real estate all a long mm-hmm. time, but why the software business? What what's appealing? The about software that to business you? was a spinoff of what I was doing at Fanprint. Okay. There you go. And figured out that there was a, a huge need in the market uh, to to eliminate counterfeit merchandise. And figured, hey, why not be opportunistic and be disruptive in, in an industry that, you know, the playing field is huge. Uh, there's a lot of counterfeit out there on, 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 on platforms that need to be taken down. So I'm the cop. There you go. I'm the, that police officer in, in, that, in that industry. Nice. All right, last question. And this is for all of us. And we're getting deep here. So get your floaties. Get deep. Go ahead. We're going to the deep end on this one. How would each of you describe who you are? Not what you are. Who who I am? You go first. Uh, no, this That's question for is for you. Actually, it's for all of us. But I would say who I am is I'm a father of four. I'm a I'm a husband. Uh, I love the Lord. That's number one. I'm a I'm a follower of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that's where my identity lies. I mean, I'll answer that quickly. That's God, family. And then friends, man, that's, that's where I go. Same. So number one, I'm a follower of Christ. That's number one, first and foremost. Then I'm a husband. Um, then I'm a father in that order. My kids know that my kids know that, Hey, if it's, Hey, if it's, if it's a matter of saving your mom or saving you in the ocean, I'm grabbing your mom every time. Because I can make good. more of you, Luca. I'm Luca. I'm a, Luca, I I'm can make more of you. Sorry, man. No, no, no. And it sounds it sounds cold, but they need to know that. They need to know that they're not the center of of our universe. But, um, but to the question, my identity is in Christ, right? And that's what it is. And and everything falls under that. Uh, and, and I'll say this is um, is I've had. Uh, I've had many conversations with 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 non-believers, um, and, and look, I, I love whether whether you are a believer, a non-believer, Islam, Jewish, it does, yeah. love you, yeah. love you, doesn't matter. Um, but one question that always comes up is like, man, why? Like, why? It's like, what if you're wrong? I'm like, what if I'm right? That's right. Yeah. What if I? What if I'm right? I mean, yeah. and, and to live and. and to, to circle back to the question is, is who am I? Not what am I? I'm not a commercial real estate guy. I'm not a former NFL player. Like that's what I did. It's very, very mm-hmm. different what I did and who I am. And those three things, I think, you know, describe who I am and my identity more than what I do. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this before I answer. So other mm-hmm. than Christ, mm-hmm. And this isn't to sound morbid, mm-hmm. but what if I stripped away? What if what if we stripped away your role as a father and as a husband, mm-hmm. and you're just left with you, mm. nothing else? Who are you then? Again, the Christ, the, mm-hmm. Jesus being your savior that that is part of that. Yeah. But I'm curious. What if you're not a father? What if you're not a husband? What yeah. if that, what if those were taken away from you? God yeah. forbid. Yeah. Then what are you? Well, because yeah, think about it, right? That was twenty-seven years that I wasn't that exactly. So I think that's the genesis of the question. Yeah. Okay, because I think of my role as a father and as a husband. Those are those are still what yeah. I do. Yeah. So maybe I guess when I think of this question, 
the answer I come up with is, is multifaceted, very multifaceted. Yeah. Gosh, I'm, com- yeah. I'm complicated. Yeah. I am uh, a worrier. Mm. I fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. I am extremely, obs- I, I get extremely obsessed with things. I'm an obsessive person. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. If it's something that I'm really, really into, I'm going after it. We talked about this the other day. I'm just going to start running 110 miles an hour that direction, and I'm going to have to have te- people to tell me to stop and slow down. Mm-hmm. I am. I like to think of myself as a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give it my all in things, that I, again, that I'm really interested in. Um, what else am I? But I'm just trying to think of things that, again, have nothing to do with what it's about who what's going on in this head of mine your makeup what's made up in my mentality yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm maybe on the outside i portray confidence but i'm i lack a lot of confidence internally i'm just being honest Mm -hmm. um so in that vein i'm sure i can think of more in a second but in that vein when you strip everything away who are you Mm -hmm. so i'll ask you again darren who are you yeah well, huh, that's man. That is a really good question because all my life, I, you 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 talk to I've talked myself into being the person that I am. Like I get myself going. Like I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a self starter. Uh, I'm a fucking fighter, dude. Mm-hmm. I know that. I'm from day one. I've been a fighter. I react too fast way too fast similar to you is when i say when it's time to go i just go and i make a ton of mistakes Mm -hmm. like i can't tell you how many losses i've had i've had way more losses because of the way i'm built than i've had wins but those freaking wins are fucking phenomenal Mm. yeah they're phenomenal is and the reason why i would never take that away is because the confidence is a part of me. Mm-hmm. And so you're confident. I, I feel like I'm very confident, but there's some coward there were some cowardly moments in my life, man, that I that in my life that I've had I've had to overcome. And the only way I could overcome those cowardly moments when I look back at it is, is I gotta apply a hundred and ten percent into it. I just gotta like I'm not gonna go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a quick story. And this applies exactly to where I am today. I remember being nine years old. I remember I was nine years old. I was on a bus, and I'm on the bus, new school, and I had gotten to a little beef with some kids the day before. Got into a little scrap of one, gave it to him, too. Like, gave him the freaking business. Next day, he and his buddies were outside. And I'm looking out of the bus, and I can see him and his butt. And, and I'm supposed to get off the bus now. It's my bus stop. <laughs> he brought he brought a couple of little buddies. Of course he did. Dude, the coward, the coward, and me stood up like. Mm-mm. All right, here's no. no, 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 no. Wait a minute. My team was there. Keith was there. No, no, no. Uh, team, Keith wasn't there, but my team was there too, and I didn't want it. And I can remember get my boys like, come on, come on, come on, and I was on that bus and didn't get off and. I can remember that day vividly because my boys looked at me sideways. Mm. Like, 
And I told myself, I'll never, ever, ever go down that road again. And I've always said it the same way. Like, it doesn't apply to just life as far as fights and whatnot. Like, dude, get in the fight. And I always say it sometimes. I mean, join the fucking fight. Join the fight. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, you'll never know who you are until you get in that damn arena. It's good. It's good. Hi, Bones. Back to you. Yeah, I think there's a whole, <laughs> we do a whole episode on literally yeah. that. Getting off the bus, like, yeah. and I think that's what we should do. We should do one on that, but, um, because because there's a point to that, right? There's, is it coward or is it, um, discernment, right? And understanding yeah. the difference between, do I need to do this? Should, I mean, what's the point? What would you have accomplished if you and your boys ran up on those guys? Besides, besides winning or losing, doesn't matter. What would it have accomplished? What would you? What would uh, you have gained? And what was the potential? You know, for loss? I wouldn't say like street cred, but I would say yep. I would have said like you already. You already. You said you already took him the day yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. So but, so was the gain? It's a business decision. Is all it is. Yeah. It was a business decision, man. But you know, just like, like just like Dion used yeah, to say, it's a business decision. But but I'll say this: it would be like us three being in a situation. And one of us not reacting. Oh, trust me. Like, I'm, I'm the instigator in those that, situations I want to get into. Right. I, I'm with you. Right. right? I, and I have a buddy that is the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. anytime it goes down, he is nowhere to be found. found. <laughs> and that's the joke. Like, exactly. you know that, like, and I'll say his name. You know that when Jordan is with you, oh, you are one, you are one less. Jordan. It's my guy. It's my guy. And he'll he'll sit on the Jordan show and Jordan used the same to be thing. a fan of the podcast. He, yeah, Jordan's gone now. It's, it literally, he's my guy. Literally, he's been one of my best friends since high school. And but he and he'll say it. He goes, man, I just, I just don't count on me. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. He'll be the guy in the back throwing up his fist. Get him, get him. Yeah. But he will not be in the mix. But But the point is... To me, that business decision is what if what if that fight mm. was when one of them brought a weapon, right? And Man. that was the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so what am I going to gain? Yeah. Like, okay, sure. I got a little street credit, I got yeah. this, or it could go really bad. I already got him yesterday. Mm. There's really not much gain to me. I think of that as more of intelligence than mm. cowardice. Like, if if it's where like someone did something to your sister in yeah. front of you, and then yeah. you're like. Hesitant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's one thing, right? Yeah. But this is like, man, I just whooped your it's like it's like Holyfield. Some dude he knocking some not Holyfield, sorry, Mayweather. Like Mayweather, um, like this new this next fight with Mayweather, I think that that's stupid. He's gonna make a lot of money, right? But I think it's stupid because all he's gonna do is put his reputation on the line as a boxer. Because mm-hmm. what if he gets caught? What if he gets knocked out? What if Jake Paul brings a weapon to the fight? Steroids. All right, back, back to the original Sorry. question. <laughs> point is, point is, point is. I, I don't know how we got Jake smarter. Paul, but yeah, I think, <laughs> you, uh, you've done a great job avoiding the question, Tyler. Yeah, Who are you? Oh, I, I avoided it. Uh, <laughs> so look, and, and and this is not me. Like one thing, if you'd have asked me six months ago, I probably would have answered it very similar to you. Um, I would have focused on the weaknesses, not weaknesses. I don't want to say the weaknesses, but you said the negative traits that you have, you, you listed mm. four negative traits yep. first mm-hmm. because you wanted to lead with that. And then you said, I would like to think myself as a hard worker. You know, you're a hard worker. Yeah. You know that back like, to you, Tyler. Don't question it. <laughs> but so for me, so I'm going to say, I 
I am a light. I think that I'm someone that can bring a lightness to rooms when I'm in the right minds, right headspace. Mm-hmm. I'm an encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a builder. So I like to build things, whether it's people, whether it's objects, whether it's like, I love that. Um, I am an accommodator. I like, I like when people are happy. So I will sacrifice maybe comfort for myself, for other people. Um, and I would say, I would say I'm intelligent. I'm not book smart. I don't know a ton of stuff. I just, I think that I process things. Um, I'm, look, not the smartest, but I think I, I think I'm I'm somewhat intelligent, um, and I'm a, I'm a good communicator. Mm-hmm. I can I can have thought have thoughts in my head, and it may not come out on this podcast a lot because I'm all over the place. <laughs> but I I can I can hear something, and then I can communicate it in a way yeah. um, that is that is under people can understand. Uh, and now on the other side is I think that. I am um, at times undisciplined. I think that I am uh, insecure. And I think that um, I think the insecure kind of encompasses a lot, a lot of things. Oh, and uh, I think that I tend to be more of a follower than a true leader mm. because. I think that I like the idea of being a leader and leading people, but in reality, I'm not as much of a self-starter as I as I make myself out to be in my head. Yeah. Does that, that answer good. your question? No, that was great. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I love that question, that I didn't give the shout-out. It's Kaylee Wall asked that question. Yeah. The reason I love that question is because, like I said, you strip everything away from you. Yeah. That's what you're left with. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do going forward, no matter what job you have, no matter what role you are as a father, you can go through a divorce. No matter what you do, you're always going to have those things. And I wish that's something I would have known earlier in life because I spent way too much time thinking I was an athlete and I was a person who's going to make a lot of money and I'm a person who's going to be great. I wish I had taken more time to really reflect on who am I because no matter, no matter what I do going forward, that's what I'm left with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be that way longer than I'm going to be anything else. That's right. Yeah, so true. So I love that question, Kevin. But you know what, I, that, that what Tyler said today was, was so true is that you tend to go, you're going to rattle off the negative first. Yeah, that's, that's which, who I am. I'm that's like, who I am. That's true. <laughs> but that, I'm not going to say it needs a change. Yes, sir. But always, I, I would tell anyone listening right now, fuck, you look at the, the positives of who you are first. Mm-hmm. You know you have shit. We all have our own shit. Everybody's right? got it. We all got the same shit. I got the same shit that you got. I got the same stuff, right? But the positive, you continue to build on the positives. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's yep. another episode. Yeah. Because yep. growing up, it's instilled in you be humble. Be oh. And, and I always I played the humble I always card. took that yeah. to mean I played the humble card. Humility means life. I'm going to put myself down. That's yeah. what I always took it as. Yeah. And again, that, we're not going to get into that. We don't have time. Yeah, but that's another episode. Humility doesn't mean that you can't be confident, and that's right. I took right. it as like, oh no, 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 like I'm just here to serve you. I'm here. It doesn't help anybody because uh, the reality is you want it. Yeah. You it want that anybody. business. Go ahead. All right, so. All right, we did it. That's we it. Did it. Uh, All right, good job, man. Episode what five? I don't remember what we said. Uh, five. We
appreciate you guys. Yeah. Have a good weekend. We'll uh, see you next week.